0: The Toronto Raptors 106-120 to 120 loss to the Boston Celtics, Riker. This was a tough one. This was a tough one. We've had a lot of tough games against the Boston Celtics as of late, and tonight was no different. The team really just couldn't get their game going. Obviously, the fifth game in seven nights for the Toronto Raptors. It feels like that hasn't happened since the lockout season, but the guys were fatigued, but no excuse for because the Celtics were coming off a long road trip themselves. So, just a messy game for this team.
1: Yeah, Ben, I'm going to say, I might be frozen here. No, I'm not. I'm going to say first, we're doing live new. Uh, It's it's a new basically way to react to these games. So if you want to participate in these things, you're watching after the fact, make sure to subscribe, turn on the notifications. You can participate into the comment section as we're going along. But Ben, let me summarize this game in 30 seconds for you. I don't even have the stats pulled up because I memorized the pain right (laughs) at the front of my brain. To recite here at the beginning, it's that the Raptors before the scrubs came out that final two minutes, they were up 38 to 34 in field goals made, and they were down 12 at that point, they were shooting 50% to the Boston Celtics 42% down 12 points add insult to injury. It was Semi Ogilvy and Braden Pritchard that scored majority of the threes for the Boston Celtics. They're not even the fifth, sixth option of this team. That'd be like Bembry and Stanley Johnson coming out and getting a 25-piece each, basically. So that's just discouraging when you lose a game that way. And really, you clamp the best players on this Boston team. And then finally, Ben, there was a a four-and-a-half-minute stretch where you stop Boston nine field goal attempts in a row but then you don't score for nine field goal attempts in a row and then as the title suggests layups 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 it was tragic in the interior I'm going to call Tice for the rest of the season little Tice because he's all of six seven most and yet he's blocking six ten six eleven Siakam and Boucher I don't know what
0: kind of backwards world we live in Ben there was at least a six minute stretch where the Toronto Raptors every single layup they took was either a miss, and completely wide open, a miss or a block shot from you mentioned it. Either Tice, Jalen Brown, I think even Kemba got in there on one of them. It might have been one of the guards, but absolutely just ridiculous for this Toronto Raptors team who's filled with athletes. We didn't have our sort of short, shooting guard lineup on the court for most of this one. Obviously, Fred and Lowry do play together, but it wasn't like we're running a tiny micro ball like the Houston Rockets. We have guys like Pascal Siakam, Aaron Baines, who we're going to talk about a lot tonight. These guys underneath the rim who are capable of using their body and getting the shots up, it seemed like Lowry for that stretch was the only player that got us out of it, but we were throwing the ball straight into these players. We were going up a little bit just soft, it felt like. I think it's The team looked fatigued tonight, and it's not an excuse for the as as to why we lost, because we shouldn't have been fatigued. We should come out with energy and all that sort of stuff, and Nick Nurse, if he sees players are tired, maybe run a deeper bench, maybe get Paul Watson, Matt Thomas, these guys in there, but this team just didn't have the bounce tonight, and it's a shame, because Siakam had his best game, it felt like, against the Celtics since 2019, and Kyle Lowry obviously is just an absolute monster, but... The likes of Aaron Baines, Norman Powell struggling around the rim, particularly in the second half, Fred Van Vliet disappearing once again, It, it's just a tough watch for this team, especially when you have a couple guys playing well. Yeah, and you're
1: going to release an article very shortly about potentially tanking, and I know mm-hmm. that that's a scary concept for a lot of Raptors fans. Certainly seems maybe an overreaction just because of this loss, but we're back into conversation for should there be an all-star on this Raptors team and who could it possibly be right? Fred Van Vliet is 54 point game and then followed it up with a one for seven from three, a five point game against Boston. You know, there's just so much inconsistency with this team. And again, I think that people will criticize the Raptors defense on this one, but they had a, they, they kept the Boston Celtics to 8% worse from the field than they were shooting at that point. They were still down 11 because they couldn't do anything to control those perimeter shots. And I said it at the beginning, add insult to injury. Not just was it semi-Ojelay and Peyton Pritchard, but this team is 20th in the league in three-pointers made per game. So it was just a crazy way to lose, not the way you'd expect it. It's hurting that the Raptors were missing OG because you said it, this game favors small ball, Um, but you know they were missing Marcus Smart. So it's just one that it's not the way you want the Raptors to lose, if any. And mm-hmm. it was competitive, even though the, the yep. Boston Celtics held the Raptors at bay 14 to eight points. It was always in that range, but it still felt like they could come back if they just converted their stops to actual layups, but it just never happened then.
0: Yeah. And we're going to rip into Baines. We're going to rip into these guys later in the podcast. I see the chat really going in on Bane's right now, but and it's no hate, because I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy, he seems like a cool dude, and I, I hope we're rooting for him to turn it around. But we'll talk about them after, but we want to dive into a couple, a little po- few positives to, in this game, because there was some positive takeaways. As you mentioned, Riker, this game was fairly competitive throughout, even though the Raptors were sort of clawing back the whole way. But one of the biggest positives was Pascal Siakam tonight, 24 points, 6 rebounds, or that's semi ojale stats, not Pascal Siakam's. 23 points for Pascal Siakam, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and 8 of 14 from the field, 2 of three, two of 4 from the 3-point line. So the 3s were going in against Boston, which was nice to see. And for a lot of this game, there was a couple of shots where I saw Siakam, maybe a 2-3 minute stretch in the second quarter, where Siakam went back into his shell of himself ways that we saw in the playoffs, and he looked unconfident, a bit afraid, but then things turned around when he hit a corner three. But for the rest of this game, he was being aggressive, he was attacking, he looked explosive. He had one almost nasty poster, it ended up being a foul, but if he finished that one, that would have certainly been maybe the spicy P-lay of the season. But confident Siakam, it's it's nice to see him have one of those games against a good team, especially a, a team that has been called in the chat so far in this one, the Raptors kryptonite and specifically Siakam's because whether they had Brown on him, Williams, the smaller, bigger defenders that usually are a tough matchup for him, he was able to sort of work his magic, play some bully ball, get to the rim, make powerful, decisive moves. So this is a very encouraging sign for Pascal Siakam going forward. Obviously, there was other holes in this Raptors team tonight, specifically Fred Van Vliet and those guys. But if Siakam's playing like this, going forward against good teams... I'm confident we're going to be able to compete with these better teams in the NBA. Yeah. Well, he should have even had a bigger game this evening knowing
1: what happened in last playoff bubble. Then he -hmm. should have taken that personally to come back and finish his bunnies in the low post. He has that opportunity to score against these defenders. You're right. They're little bigs. They're not tall bigs. They're just strong bigs. And I'm going to call little Tice, little Tice for the rest of the season Cause he's not tall. He shouldn't have four or five blocks on the Raptors. This game, Siakam should have his way. He should be dominant in the post. I thought even he was a little bit non assertive at times when he was trying to do dribble moves around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. These guys are superior mobile, you know, forward guards or combo forwards, whatever you want to call them. You know, Pascal Siakam, he doesn't need to try to dribble around them. Just toss it to him in the low post then. But I agree. He had a good game. It's a good confidence builder. I just want him to improve from this one and be a 30 point per game guy against Boston because yeah. really this is a tough series for the guys like Fred Van Vliet, who most of Boston, they're all six seven to six nine. You know, they don't have a lot of really little guys. So Siakam needs to be the one to step up.
0: Yeah. No, that's a thousand percent true. But baby steps, baby steps. Certainly he did have a couple of dribble moves that were a bit messy. So, it is what it is, but we're we're looking at the positives with Pascal, but the guy that we can always count on, especially in big games, and he had that false narrative in the the playoffs as a trash bro or whatnot early on in his career, but Kyle Lowry's completely wiped all of that away. He has been our closer. He has been our our guy that we can rely... The only real player we can rely upon this season when we're playing against a solid team. Lowry tonight, 24 points, 6 assists, 10 of 15 from the field, and... He was getting to the rim at will. And this is an issue with Fred Van Vliet because Fred Van Vliet's offense really relies upon that three-point shot going down. And then he gets his finishes. He gets his layups around the rim when the teams are closing out to him and they're really playing his three-point shots tight. So that's when his inside game opens up. But Kyle Lowry can, he's learned the ways of playing opposite, especially when his three-point shot isn't going down and like it's completely on fire. But he goes in, whether it's, as you said, what, what'd you call Tice? <laughs> Little Tice. Well, there's Little Tice in there who's playing like Hakeem Olajuwon or someone out there. Like, playing like Chris Boucher, Dikembe Mutombo getting blocks. Whether it's him down there, Lowry's just shoving his body right in the the way of him and finishing around those guys in the paint. Whether it's Jalen Brown, bigger guards that you said Fred Van Vliet really struggles with. He just has his way and gets to the spots on the court he wants to finish with. Whether it's on the right side with those sort of right-hand scoop layups or on the left side where he shoves that feel looks like a 300 pound frame and them and gets that little fadeaway going so Kyle Lowry a guy that can sort of create his own shot he's the only guy that can reliably do it night in night out so in big games he kind of relaxes in some of them but People are saying trade this guy, and we obviously had the reports that he uh, sold, he's selling his house. He put it on the market in Toronto. News came out today that the, that the Toronto Raptors are going to officially play in Tampa Bay for the rest of the season. So that's coming at similar times. So maybe that's more of the correlated timing of this house selling rather than the trade rumor. So that's a positive. But still, that could be an indication his long-term plans are in question or whatnot. I'm of the boat, even though Kyle Lowry's older, people have been expecting him to fall off a cliff for a while now. Max this guy out this summer. Give him 10 years, 45 million. I don't care if he's 45 years old. We need Kyle Lowry on this roster going forward. I do not want to trade him. I don't want to lose him in the future. Obviously, he's not going to be the starting guy for us for many years to come because definitely with that age. But what he brings to the table, I want this guy to retire a Raptor. I'm so torn on
1: that train of thought now, Ben. The Raptors, they're not a championship team right now. I think it's very easy to identify that. They're below 500. They're scraping to make the playoffs right now. There's something else that needs to be done. And I don't know if holding on to Lowry is the move when, who are the other trade pieces? Norm? Is Norm the guy you want to move? Fred VanVleet can't be traded this season, I don't believe, because the trade deadline sometime in February, and his he's not available to trade until March 3rd. Oh, gee, we both said we don't really want to move. Maybe. Actually, you know, maybe there's some sort of package. Nope. But this isn't a trade situation but, uh or podcast by any stretch, but I don't know. To me, Kyle Lowry, on an expiring contract, at the age that he is, maybe he's our most marketable asset right now i don't know and and again i don't want to get into that in this podcast but a game like this it just disappoints me ben
0: yeah it's definitely disappointing all around and we're going to sort of talk about these guys in the segments but i guess the last positive we can sort of take away norman powell had a good start fell off a cliff the rest of the way and chris boucher came out 12.6 rebounds i thought he played solid tonight missed a couple threes his free throw shooting is i guess it makes sense with his odd form but the fact that he makes threes and misses free throws sort of an interesting look, but two for four from the free throw line. Stanley Johnson had nine points. Anyone off the bench that really stood out? Because it seems like, especially with OG being gone and Norman Powell, who's usually that spark plug, we don't really have anyone off the bench that's super exciting, specifically on offense. So anyone sort of catch your eye? Especially even Utah, who changes the game when he comes into the game. So anyone off the bench surprise you, Riker? Nope, no surprises. Swing it to the segments, Ben. Let's swing it to the segments. Tonight, the spicy pele of the day. And there was, I, I alluded to it earlier, Pascal Siakam almost had that wicked jam over, it might have been Tice as well. Boucher almost had one too at the end when everyone was getting blocked. And Boucher just came in there, swung his arms right into Tice and threw it as a hook. A couple of missed dunks really uh, caught my eye, Riker. Anything else that uh, sort of took you aback?
1: Did I just get that right? You're giving the spicy p to Miss Dunks? It's it's a game for it. <laughs> oh boy, Ben. I'm giving Not all plays can be the spicy PLA, some just make you say, oh geez. I'm giving it to Ben Rogers tonight for giving the spicy p to Mist Dunks. That's wild, Ben. What kind what place are we at right now on the Raptors Digest podcast where that's what's the recipient of this award in the actual game. I thought the one OGS was Norman Powell made a play for the dead ball. It was heading out of bounds. He jumped up. You put this man on the U.S. pole vault team or the high jump team, whatever the one that they just jump over the the pole without any assists. That no vaulting, just. I don't know my Olympic sports. Anyways, <laughs> he jumped really high out of bounds. He turned, he looked around the court, saved it, got it to Fred Van Vliet right on the money. That was an OG's for me, Ben. I don't
0: know if you had something in mind. Yeah, and we, we talked about this stretch. Is that, is that the sport with like the stick and they stick it in the ground? Not
1: the one with the stick. The one that they just jump over uh, a horizontal bar and it just keeps increasing. In high jump? Keeps increasing in height. High jump, there you go. Okay, okay, okay. Said that. Okay,
0: but... Uh... <laughs> We we alluded to it earlier, but uh, the the stretch of minutes where everyone was missing layups, Aaron Baines had a had a moment in this one, right? He's underneath the rim. He gets you're on the right side, right? Like I coach basketball, you've coached basketball, Riker. Right? We've obviously been three year olds before, right? And the right side of the rim, when there's no one around you, that's the easiest shot in basketball. And you know we co we've coached I I coached this year a, a third grade team, four foot three foot high guys. They make that shot pretty consistently. Aaron Baines is seven foot underneath the rim. I get the putback, okay? You're in the air. It's a, it's like an alley-oop. Sure, that's tough, even though you're seven foot. But then you get it back, and you're on the right side of the rim. Just just hit it off that square, you know? And just... <laughs> get, What's the get, drill called? Get What's some Mike and drills the basket out there layups? for... Uh... The mic and drill. <laughs> For Aaron Vance, because that, that was just devastating. And Norman Powell coming in, full speed. I know he's buddies with uh, Russell Westbrook, but he's coming in at Russell Westbrook's pace and just flinging it off the backboard. I know a part of that's fatigue and stuff, <laughs> but that's just that's just messy. That's horrible basketball. The team's just got to find someone to calm him down at that point and just make your layups, right? So any missed open layup's going to get an OG's, and when you have about 10 in a row they're all getting called out, but even worse than that, Riker. Finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Damari Carroll Gold Star Award, and Fred Van Vliet, I wanted to go on a little rant tonight, because, again, Fred Van Vliet is not a bad basketball player when he's not scoring. Get that out of the way. He had 11 assists tonight. He had a couple turnovers that were, like, pickpocket, and those are sort of the demoralizing turnovers when... You get your the ball just picked from you. It sort of ruins the momentum of the team. And a couple of those happened to Fred tonight, which was unfortunate. But he's a guy that we're looking at now as... We, we were calling him the second option. We were calling him a guy that's he's getting paid like the section, second option now. He got that max deal, or that sort of close to max deal. And he, he's coming out here. And sure, he has games, as you brought up, the 54-point game where you get all excited and things are happening. But... He has too many of these nights where he's 1 for 4, 2 for uh, 9 from the free uh from the field, 5 points, right? Those games can't happen from a guy that's supposed to be your lead guard. He's a guy that everyone's sort of ploying to be an all-star, right? He's he's too important, too integral to this offense to have games like that. And if you are we called him Steady Freddy over the course of his career, early on in his career, and it's really turned from Steady Freddy to to mountain peak valley freddie i don't know that's a that, that nickname's certainly not going to catch on but it's a Riker. what are your thoughts on just fred's performances this season because we were getting down on him before the 54 point game extravaganza happened and now he had that that hyped everyone else up but he's kind of back to that his struggles
1: yeah well he was what one for nine two for nine this game 22 percent and jalen brown was three for 14 20 one percent so if anything by field goal percentage fred van vliet did a better job than jalen brown the only difference is jalen brown is six eight to his six foot so when fred van vliet has an off game what is the way that he's going to play himself out of it it's making threes and it's really hard to do that in the modern nba when you have big defenders against you so I can understand why he has these ups and downs because he can't get his game going in the lane he he kind of has to warm up with threes to get his confidence to go and finish tough circus shot layups and really aggressive sort of contact finish layups so that's the issue with Fred Van Vliet that's the risk that you take paying so much money to a second guard that you're going to start alongside of Kyle Lowry that's only six foot tall because you know night in and night out this could happen but i agree with you consistency is the key and he can't be having five point games you know 15 point games we would still probably call that an off game for him that's as low as he should go it should be in the 25 to 15 stooping
0: down to five it's gonna to be tough to win like that Ben. yeah it's a, uh, it's tough i'm just reading the chat here and we'll we'll debut our final segment but uh Someone said we should rename the Damari Carroll Gold... Matt Matt Lismore, because I want to give a shout-out. Rename the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award to the Baines Participation Award. <laughs> oh, I like that. I respect that, but uh, definitely agree with you on all the Fred points. Uh, another mild Gold Star out to Terrence Davis, because he just really didn't look good tonight. He's been horrific with his decision-making this season, has all the potential in the world, but really has to be more focused out there in the games play better defense if he wants that opportunity but i still am holding out hope td will bounce back to his last season form but yeah we we just i just sort of hinted at it we have a new segment to end these live podcasts and i think we introduced in one of the live shows but we got it back I'll, i'll play the clip Final alarm has been sounded, so we obviously haven't been in, going in the chat too much, but we want to just hear your guys' takes, read them out. I know we're a couple seconds behind, delayed on the chat, but let us know your guys' takes on this game. Any trades? Any wild, wild stuff you want to hear? I like, I like that Damari Carroll Gold Star name change. If uh, Aaron Baines continues to struggle, we've been thinking about updating that for a while.
1: To the Aaron Baines Participation Award. <laughs> That's almost Uh,
0: more cutting. That's almost more cutting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We need Drummond ASAP. Riker, has your opinions changed on Andre Drummond? Yeah. Well, you're following a back to back
1: performances. You're getting absolutely decimated on the interior by JV. Then, in a much worse game, you're getting eaten alive by Alex Len and now you're following it up, you can't even get good interior shots, you can't even finish layups against little Tice, some point you have to say we need a player that's willing to rebound and finish in the paint. And although I hold true on my take that uh, Andre Drummond is one of the most empty stat getters, I would be reluctant to believe that his offensive rebounding, his rebounding in general, wouldn't
0: be an improvement for this team right now. That's where I'm at. Drummond Thompson Tice Lil Tice or Zubach? Which one of those four would you want? Drummond. I want Lil Tice. This guy has been been icy this season. Uh Duan Hernandez. Do we call him up from the 905? No. Why? <laughs> what do we have to gain? <laughs> He's got a Jimmy man. We saw him in the bubble. He had a couple of nice crossovers in the six minutes of action and feel like he played in last season, so I don't know. I wouldn't be uh that, that hating on it. Uh, Let's see. Let's see what else is going on here. Yo, OG at the five. OG at the five. That's what people are saying. That's the move for this
1: game. You know, Tristan Thompson is not an imposing matchup for anybody on the Toronto Raptors, and yet they couldn't box him out. OG could at least get a butt to a hip and push that man out of the paint and grab a rebound. That's all that it would have taken this evening, Ben. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Horford, Horford for pretty cheap. Also, shout out to Rio McLovin. This guy has been calling for people to hit the like section all podcasts. So you're the goat for that. Everyone that hits the like section, we appreciate you. Helps us out a lot. But uh, yeah, what did it bring back baby? Bring back baby. He's retired. Injuries. I, I say we do it. I say we do it for the culture, for the for the memes. Vucevic, any chance in the world we could get Vucevic? No
1: you're trading Vucevic to be, to restructure your organization. You know, you're trading away your franchise centerpiece to take a step forward, similar to, you know, moving Kemba Walker, letting him walk, whatever. Terry Rozier, that was questionable, but now all of a sudden Charlotte's back in the mix. You'd have to think that moving Vucevic, although different completely in terms of the situation would have to be a similar restructuring mechanism or tool, same as, charlotte hornets would have been looking at
0: yeah no for sure uh asha pradesh is calling for people to sub definitely sub as well we're on the road to 20k subscribers so definitely agree with that horford would be an interesting pickup i think he would be don't want his contract don't want his his money to go around and he's in the same boat as a really aging player and we have a younger course i don't know if horford would be the guy i want there uh yeah and I guess we'll end it off I saw a take saying that if I got a fade Riker if I got the haircut the Raptors would be guaranteed to win a championship so I don't know this is the first time I've ever had my hair grown out long and it's the first season maybe like eight years since the Raptors have been bad is that a correlation a coincidence causation Riker
1: it's definitely not causation Ben (laughs) so you can sleep easy this evening let's finish off this podcast I appreciate everyone that was into the comment section and Again, if you are watching this all the way through and you're jealous you didn't participate live time,
0: definitely subscribe. Mm
1: -hmm. Check out the next podcast episode.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. You guys are the best to make it this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Got an exciting video and article being posted tomorrow. So check out the website. You might catch that a little bit early, but stay tuned, stay subscribed. We're on the road to 20K subscribers. Check out the TikTok, all that cool stuff. You guys are the best to make it this far. We appreciate everyone in the chat. We're... Really enjoying this uh, sort of format, but we're signing off. Any last words, Riker? Two-day break, Ben.
1: Recharge. Refresh. Come back with some dubs. Cheers.